Up next on Racing Nation, Cox Plate Day today, of course, uh, one of the great races in, well, definitely in Australia, but definitely across the world, and one that's uh, most certainly captured the imagination and has been the home of some champion racehorses. Winx adds her name. Well, when I say adds her name, she's going to uh, to add her name to the record books as a three-time winner of the Cox Plate this afternoon. Now, to talk us through all of that and everything else involved with uh, that he might have for Melbourne Racing, we're joined by, from the trial files, Matt Welsh. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Very well, James, and uh, a very exciting day. Winks Plate Day, of course, and I just saw a photo of huge queues outside Mooney Valley, and we're still 45 minutes away from the gates opening, so the club uh, are in for a massive day. Yeah, and no, it should be absolutely huge. Look, before we get on to that, I, I do want to ask your opinion last night. Now, look, there's been a lot of uh, Twitter talk and general talk about the race, or not necessarily the race, about, well, yeah, definitely about the race, but also about what happened before the gates opened in terms of Chautauqua being scratched, uh, English being past fit to run and basically taking no part in the race, so to speak. What, your opinion or... Uh, what can you shed, can you shed any light on, or what's your thoughts on what what we saw happen last night? Yeah, James, it was uh, obviously quite the scene there behind the barriers. Uh, Chautauqua got his leg up over the front of the stalls, which I suppose in isolation isn't a major incident, but uh, he did limp as soon as he came out of the back of the stalls there, and then he was extremely fired up, and they took him over to the side, and he lashed out and kicked the tractor and. As Dwayne Dunn was trying to remount, uh, Chautauqua was just having no part of that. So for mine, uh, as a punter, I think that the right decision was made. Uh, I know the stable are, are very upset this morning. They've posted videos of Chautauqua um, trotting out and, and coming back from his work this morning. But there is no way that that horse was in the right frame of mind to run. Um, there was certainly a question mark over his fitness in that, in that hind leg. So the vet made the right decision there. In terms of English, this is a, an example where I think those behind the stalls need to always err on the side of the punter and err on the side of caution. I know that that was a Group 1 race, a very expensive race. The Connections have invested a lot of money into getting their horses there, but I'd suggest to you if it was a maiden and that horse was 30-1 to 1, that English would have been scratched from the race. And The rule needs to be the same whether it's a maiden or a Group 1 race, because punters are still punting with the same money. And that horse clearly wasn't right. She ran, you know, 20 lengths last. And, you know, I just think it's a situation where caution needs to be uh, the side that we take. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one. And then the race, they had plenty of drama and, and, and everything along those lines. But, look, you wake up today, you're reading the papers, and Hey Doc was the winner. And, and, and in some ways, I think... Potentially, the performance of Hay Doc and the the training performance of Tony McAvoy has maybe been a little bit overshadowed by everything else that went on. It, it's quite the feat when you look at the training performance of McAvoy to uh, to get that horse to uh, back to the twelve hundred in a, in a pretty good field to win a Group One like that. Absolutely, James, and uh, you know sixteen hundred metres back to twelve hundred metres against you know some of the best sprinters we have in the land. Uh, and uh, the favourite there was coming off a great run in the Everest. Um, and in her time, of course, coming down from Sydney, had run slashing time in winning the uh, Sydney Stakes. So Haydock certainly beat up on some of the best sprinters in the land. He went straight to the front, which is his new normal racing pattern, and just ran them into the ground. So fantastic training effort by Tony McAvoy. Um, it was a night where those on pace were advantage, but uh, I think 
that's what you get when you've got good quality fields. You've got all horses are at peak fitness as we head into spring and you know, they're going to struggle to make ground and I think that'll be the same again with the rail staying true at Mooney Valley today. And we'll find out today, as you said, well, look, we'll, we'll wait and see and, and we'll see what the, the patterns are or, or what occurs there in terms of if there is any uh, advantage to be in any certain positions at the Valley. But look, there shouldn't be any dramas for Winks. Um, wouldn't matter where she is on the track. She could be in the inside, the outside, the middle, and she'll probably still win. Look, how far, I suppose, is the question we're asking, aren't we, when, uh, when it comes to, uh, to the great mayor today? Absolutely. I mean, I suppose it depends how far Huey wants to win by, really. Uh, I would have thought if they have other races in mind this spring, whether that may be the uh, Japan Cup or, of course, that the uh, 2,000-metre Emirates Stakes on the final day at Flemington, that uh, he might be as kind as possible. Um, if it is our last run for the campaign, we may uh, see him open her right up and you know, win by a double-figure length margin. But as you say, she's far too good for them, I think. The three-year-old Royal Symphony is a great chance to run second, James. Uh, she was unlucky in the Caulfield Guineas. She's looking for 2,000 metres. And if she can get into a nice rhythm, that's been her problem over the shorter trips is getting into a good rhythm. But if he can get into a good rhythm, sorry, um, yeah, he's going to take... Uh, it's going to be hard to stop him running second. He's a very nice three-year-old. And the three-year-olds do have a great record in the race. Just uh, on Winks and on her being such a dominant favourite, I was chatting to Dan O'Sullivan from the, the Horse Racing Bureau earlier this morning, and us punters deserve a breakdown here in Melbourne because we've had uh, 54 favourites go out uh, on Metro Tracks in October. Only 10 of one, one of whom, of course, was Winks, and uh, betting on those favourites has lost you a 40% profit on turnover. So... There's a number of short price favourites out there at Mooney Valley today and uh, I think punters are just praying for a, a change of luck and uh, a chance to rebuild the bank ahead of uh, the four-day Flemington Carnival. And looking at today and the, and the races there, again, we shape up for another 10. So I thought, look, obviously you write the, uh, your, your segment there with the, in the Herald Sun, and there's a suggestion there today, So which I think so, it's a good one for, for punters as want to listen. The $100 plan. So if you had $100 to invest today, how would you, how would you be suggesting we, uh, we spend our $100, if that's our budget? Well, they'll kick off in the opener, James. I love my two-year-old racing. And uh, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott have been flying down here in Victoria. They had three winners last week at Caulfield. And they're saddling up Set Sooner, a two-year-old Choisir filly. Stevie Baster takes the ride, and he's riding very well as well. So she debuted in the gym crack up in Sydney, the two-year-old Phillies race up there the, on the opening two-year-old race of the season. And she covered ground. She was only beaten narrowly on the post. But uh, what I really like is she's come down here to Melbourne. She's had a jump out at Flemington. She went extremely well in that jump out. And then she came out at Mooney Valley on Tuesday in a bit of track work against an older horse and just looked magnificent. So... She's a, a fair beast of a filly. I think she has had the run under her belt. She's obviously had the uh, the experience at Mooney Valley on Tuesday. I think she ticks a lot of boxes. So very keen to open up with Set Sooner. And of that 100, I'll have $30 the win on her to open the account in race one. Okay, so race one, so Set Sooner. And then uh, what else should we do with the remaining uh, funds on the... Look, we got 70 in the pocket. Yeah, it's a day of it's a day of sort of short price favourites. I thought we'd play a multiple in race three, try and jag the trifecta here. And one uh, horse that punters in Queensland might know is Eptimum, uh, trained by Toby Edmonds. 
who's come down here from to Victoria after one start in Queensland. He won uh, his maiden. Uh, he since went to Bendigo and beat Sam's Image, who came out and won last night. And he's a lovely-looking schnitzel gelding who has a great action, I think, will go forward, and he's going to take some running down. So Queensland punters might be interested in Eptimum, and uh, he looks a great each-way chance. So race three, I'm going to take Eptimum and Ducimus to win in a trifecta. So that's numbers two and nine from numbers two, Ducimus, Four, trekking, eight, experimentation, who'll be up on speed and take some catching, and nine, optimum for second. And then just throw in single bullet, eclair, sunshine for third. So those numbers there, that trifecta, race three to win, two and nine, for second, two, four, eight, and nine, for third, one, two, four, six, eight, and nine. And $20 on that will get you 83.33% of the dividend. Okay, so that's race three. So there's 50 down. What else should we do? I think there's probably two short price favourites we can get stuck into an all-up. Race four, number eight, Demerara, a three-year-old filly who comes south from uh, Randwich. She's unbeaten. Three from three for James Cummings. She should get up on speed for Brenton Abdullah. This is race four, number eight. I think she'll take some running down if she performs up to those Sydney runs. She's borderline unbeatable here. Uh, the slight concern is that the Sydney form hasn't been holding up the last few weeks. We saw last carnival the Sydney form just dominate, but uh, hasn't quite held up in the last sort of two or three weeks over some of the feature races. But I think Demerara will be w- winning race four, and I think you can take that all up into Big Duke, who's the yep. St. Ledger winner from uh, last start in Sydney. Uh, he looks to have this 2,500-metre race at his mercy. He doesn't meet anything really that different from what he beat comfortably last start. Should sit leaders back off gate one and I think be very hard to run down. So an all-up there, race four, number eight, Demerara, into race six, number one, Big Duke. We'll take that for $25. And just a little save, I think if uh, Demerara is to be beaten in race four, it might be by Tarkula Spirit, who's around 20 to 1, uh, that's number 10, trained by Jason Warren. So I'm also going to have $5 on number 10, Tarkula Spirit, in race four. Okay, and then to finish off, what would that leave us? $20 to, to spend? What do we do with the last 20 $20 to spend. I think the uh, race 10, the Vars, is one of the better races on the day. We see uh, the Oaks' favourite, Aloysia, go round, and uh, Cliff's Edge, who's one of the leading derby contenders. And for my needs to dominate the race, uh, I can't really split them. I think Cliff's Edge might have a slight advantage being up on speed. He'll lead them up. Um, and Aloisi will have to chase. I think there's nothing between the two of them. So I think we just finish the day with the Quinella in race 10, numbers 1 and 9, Cliff's Edge and Aloisia for $20. Okay, so that's a look at those races there. We might um, we, we might take a look at the uh, the quaddy legs as well, obviously, for those that are looking to play the quaddy. And, and, and most certainly, I think, today there's, there's the opportunity, of course, where one of the legs, of course, I refer to the Cox Plate, you... I'm sure a majority of people are going to get one out there, so uh, so there's opportunities to find a bit elsewhere. So seven, eight, nine, tens. The quaddy, Matt. What do you like? Leg one, race seven. Race seven is probably the most open of the quaddy legs. Uh, I went with Glam Guru on top, who I think can roll forward and take some catching. I think we need to throw in Minter number four, Pageantry number six. Uh, nothing on me, number seven, who comes off a really smart Packenham win last start, hit the line strongly. And then I'm also going to throw in another three of them. Number one, I'll have a bit. Number two, Banish. And number five, Speedway. So loading up the first leg, and those numbers are one, two, three, 
four, five, six, and seven. Okay, what about leg two, race number eight? So those num- I better give you those numbers again. They're incorrect there. Sorry. That is one, two, three, four. So that is right. Five, six, and seven. Correct. Yes. Yeah, so uh, one race- to seven. Yep. Race. What about yep. race number eight? Uh, race eight, the Crystal Mile. Um, Jesus. It- not the strongest crystal mile field, but uh, I came up with it somewhat on top. The Doncaster winner, uh, he was okay first up over 1,400 metres, steps to a more suitable trip and should just track what, sh- what looks a strong tempo uh, set by Religify and Burning Front. So I'm throwing in it's somewhat number one. Religify number four, who was good on speed first up down here in Victoria, should be open to a bit of improvement. Uh, number six, Petrology, and number eight, Sound Proposition. So numbers one, four, six, and eight in leg two. Okay, so the third leg, of course, Cox Plate. So, well, <laughs> just watch the watch the mare go around, of course. So the eight, she, she's number eight, isn't she, I think? Yep, so eight. Yeah, number eight, yep. So she's she gets uh, stood one out, and we don't have to be very brave to do that, I wouldn't imagine. What about the lucky last, then? You, you sort of touched on it there with uh, in our $100 play there with Aloysia and Cliff's Edge, so I assume they're going to um, form most of what we do around the last. Should we have anything else, or do you think they two, those two can fight it out for us? No, I think we just go with one and nine there. In the last, that's Cliff's Edge and Aloysia. Okay, so uh, one and nine there. So that's a look at our uh, our meeting there at the Valley. Now the trial files. We know you cast your eyes far and wide. There's a few meetings I note around the country circuit. One being Sananad, which I just learnt is our our uh, Brisbane one of our Brisbane experts, Shane Churlio's old stomping ground, Sananad. So um, back to his territory. There's have you got anything there or anything anywhere else that you found in the on the country circuit today in in country Victoria? Yeah, I think there's a couple of shorties we can play. The first one at Sananad, well, it's, it's the second one, the uh, the lucky last race at Sananad, race seven, keen to back number five, Sacred Seal, trained by Neil Dyer. She's had two trials, both at Tatura. Uh, she's got a bit of, I think, getting straight, like a stack of beating, you can probably anchor her in quaddies and uh, have something on her straight out. She's got superior form to these, and uh, I think she'll be winning. So that's race seven, number strength of the trial file so for people that uh, that want to read about it or get involved what's the best way they can do that twitter or facebook or uh, on the websites yeah twitter facebook the trialfiles.com and uh, all the information is also available through punters.com.au okay so follow it all through there well matt most certainly enjoy cox plate day i think it's going to be one for the record books well, it's be one for the record books no matter what but to see winks equal the, the record of of kingston town and and uh, going to folklore even further what, what's today i think number 22 23 i think she's going for on the trot and uh, and yep. uh, the sold out signs up at uh, at mooney valley i think that says it all as well and as you touched on to see people lining up to get into the grounds, I think, is uh, is is something to behold. So uh, we look forward to it and, and enjoy what will be a uh, momentous occasion for, for Cox Plate. So, Matt, thanks so much for your time in the program and hopefully we can find a winner or two. No, good luck, James. Enjoy the day. Matt Wells joining us here from the trial files. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. We'll take a break. Brad Davidson set to join us next.